This is Cindy, my good friend and mentor, graduated with honors from the University of Connecticut at Storrs, receiving a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree with a major in acting, directing, and playwriting. Cindy is a multi-year recipient of Long Island's Best Psychic. She is the author of multiple books which focus on life, love, and relationships. Cindy has been seen on television and is the regular host of her own radio show on Blog Talk Radio. This is Dr. Gary. He has been in the education field for over 20 years and earned his doctorate from St. John's University. He has spent most of his life motivating students of all ages and achieved mastery as an amazing instructional leader. Dr. Gary has been a personal trainer, teacher, professor, coach, DJ, and a professional wrestler, but he's also a psychic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Soul Matters Podcast, Session 6 with Cindy and Dr. Gary. And I have some exciting news tonight. Uh, for the first time, we will be having a special guest. So I'm very excited to introduce that person. But before we get to that, uh, I want to welcome Cindy here this evening. How are you, Cindy? Oh, I'm very excited here to have our guest because I know I'm going to learn so much about this topic. So this is I'm awesome. Thrilled. First time we're, we're having a guest, uh, you know, we've, we launched this podcast, uh, back in, in June, 2020 at the end of June, uh, right smack in the middle, I think in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, we've gained, you know, 200 followers on our Facebook page just as of, I think last night. So that's kind of exciting. And now we have a special guest. So I'm totally pumped for this episode and I'd like to introduce our guest. Her name is Jenny Roseanne. She comes to us from Long Island. She is a UPK teacher, a universal pre-K teacher, and she is the person who will be talking a little bit about guided meditation, Reiki, and tarot, and she has a number of social media pages as well as a YouTube channel, but I'd like to welcome her here now, Jenny Roseanne. How are you, Jenny? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Our pleasure. This is uh, this is very exciting, and you know, uh, Jenny is a is a listener. She has listened to our podcast in the past, and uh, Jenny has done a lot of interesting things over the past couple of years. And we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. Uh, and this particular episode, we're talking about spirituality and healing with Reiki and meditation. And like Cindy had mentioned, we're going to see if we can answer all questions that people have about those topics uh, as they're listening, and hopefully we can give them more information than they they came in here with. So that's going to be an exciting thing. Uh, so session five of our podcast, we talked about the karmic lessons of COVID-19. And we emphasized the most significant lessons of the past six months. We talked about time. And we talked about not only how we spend it, but who we spend it with and the value we place on it. So we felt that it was a really great time to talk about things like spirituality and healing, especially with Reiki and meditation, because these are great things that we have the opportunity to spend our time with that not only gives us value, but if we're teaching it or we're, we're a practitioner and we're allowing people to join us, it adds value to them. So I want to kind of dive right into it. And, and Jenny, you've been on a journey for quite a number of years, and I'd, and I'd like you to kind of give us a little bit of background, starting from the beginning, how you got into um, you know, guided meditation and your, your healing process and, and your Reiki practice and all the things that, that we're going to talk about tonight. So if you can give us a little bit of background, that'd be awesome. Sure. Um, so basically, ever since I was younger, um, you know, I had a lot of imaginary friends, and they all had names. 
And then when I was a teenager, I got um, my first deck of tarot cards. And I remember just instantly feeling a connection with them. And I was always very into angels and guardian angels and passed on loved ones. And um, I remember just, you know, feeling the connection with the tarot cards. And then I kind of lost it for a while. I guess I kind of lost my faith a little bit. But then I would say about two years ago, I was awakened spiritually. And I was looking through a box in my room one day and I came across my tarot cards. And I remember the second that I touched them, I just felt instantly instantly connected to them. And I was like, why did I ever stop doing tarot? And I pulled them out and I just, from there on, started reading again. And then I always knew of Reiki and heard of Reiki. And I actually sat with um, a psychic who told me she saw me doing Reiki. So she gave me the name of somebody and I went and I got my certification. Um, I'm now a Reiki master practitioner. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I'm, you know, still going, I'm going to be going in January for a Reiki master teacher. You know, it's just, I just found it so interesting and I wanted to, I just wanted to help. I just wanted to help people and the meditation I've been meditating since I was younger, since I was a teenager. And that's something that kind of always stuck with me. So that kind of goes hand in hand a lot with the Reiki too. And, um, it's, as far as the guided meditation goes, I was sitting literally in my room one day and speaking to my guardian angels and asking, what else can I do? I want to help, but I don't know what to do during this pandemic. And I just kept hearing in my head, guided meditation, guided meditation. So finally one day I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. So I write all my own guided meditations and um, I developed my YouTube channel. And I also do zoom classes on Monday night where um, I have about eight clients and I do a new meditation that I write every week and we do it every Monday night. So it's kind of been an eventful, but enjoyable journey so far. Yeah. It sounds like an incredible journey. I mean, this is, it's, it's really cool. Now, Now, how, from the moment you stopped to the moment you touched those, those tarot cards again, how, what was the time period? Was it, um, five years, 10 years, 20 years? Uh, I would say probably at least 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, it's definitely something that you've always had. Uh, but you know, life happens, certain situations sometimes pull us away from certain things and, and, I can attest to the fact that I, I've had certain life circumstances that have, you know, provided me with that like loss of faith, which has given, you know, which kind of takes you on a different path. But it's nice to see that you, you were brought back to that path, and uh, you're you along with many teachers. Everyone knows that I'm a teacher as well. That you know, we're we're all trying to save the world, us teachers, and we all want to help people. And that seems as though uh, not only that's embedded in you, but you've continued to expand that with your guided meditations, your YouTube channel, as well as your zoom meetings on Monday. So um, that's, that's pretty amazing. And that's, that's really great. Um, But her pattern that she followed would be when we're younger, we're supposed to be grounded first to the earth plane. So you may have been guided away from the tarot by your own spirit guides a little bit to say, let's get you a job. Let's get you grounded. And when you begin to have your, 
midlife crisis, which for your generation seems to get earlier than my generation had them. But the midlife crisis is a spiritual crisis. There's more to life than this. And at that moment, you were then guided accidentally to find the tarot, touch them. And the universe said, now you're at the right age to embark on this part of the journey. So it probably was not just you that turned from them. You might have been guided to put that aside until now. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I, and I think that kind of goes and speaks to, you know, that, that path, that journey, right? We have meandering roads, we take different paths oh, yeah. and then we, we all end up where we're supposed to be uh, as long as we're, we're, we're learning the right lessons, which is part of what we talked about last episode. So I think that, you know, you're obviously back on track as far as you're concerned, like this is something that you're finding value in and that you're able to, to help people with. So one of the things that I've been um, extremely uh, interested in because I that's my phone and you know it's so funny because I hardly get any phone calls on this particular line anymore because everybody messages emails texts oh I mean we've yeah. been doing this for how long now you've never gotten a phone call I never you know I'm like oh god this phone rings uh, and it's interesting because one of the things that Jenny is uh is trained in and has been working with for for quite some time now is is Riki and I have most recently sort of gotten interested in it and I have been doing a little research and it's interesting because I had mentioned, and I think it was one of the last few uh, sessions that we've had uh, on soul matters podcast where I had uh, written a uh, Cindy and I had written a pilot for a television show for a reality TV show. And I had a great interview with uh, one psychic. It was a great connection that we made. And one of the things that she emphasized because she was, a big practitioner of this was using crystals. Um, and it was something that I never really got into, but I started doing a little research and I found a lot of interest in it. So it's something that I'm going to, to start to explore. So I know, uh, Jenny, you're obviously practicing Reiki. You have been studying for it a while, for a while now. You're now mm-hmm. going for your class in January where you're going to be able to teach it. So tell us a little bit about what your journey was to becoming that that Reiki master, as well as what are some of the benefits that you're finding being able to use this and allowing people to, to gain value from what you're doing? So basically, like I had said before, I sat with a psychic and she had told me, she saw me doing it. It was something that I always wanted to have done to myself. So I started looking into it more and then she gave me the name of someone and I connected with her and the journey so far has just been amazing just to see the healing that it does to someone. I remember the first time I did Reiki on someone and I saw how it helped. It instantly got rid of pain in the shoulder and she couldn't lift her arm and all of a sudden she could lift her arm above her head and she was like, oh my goodness, she was like freaking out. And I'm like, I just instantly was like, this is amazing. Like I can actually help people. And that was the biggest thing with me is I wanted to help. So Reiki energy, universal energies, which that's what I'm connected to. When you become a Reiki um, practitioner, you get an attunement and the attunement connects you to the universal energy. So um, my Reiki teacher did that to me. And ever since then, I've obviously been able to practice. And I also have, I feel um, my intuition has gotten a lot stronger and I have gotten connected more to the divine and to spirit guides and, and stuff like that. Um, 
and yeah, I definitely feel that it has brought me further on my journey spiritually, which is what I kept hearing it would do. So that was a benefit to it because I want to keep growing. I want to keep advancing spiritually. Sure. And for, for this reason, it's really one of the things that I have, uh, I've wanted to explore because I consider myself like a medical medium. I'm, I'm able to, you know, see people's overall health and wellness, and I'm able to work with them to get them healthy, to get them feeling a certain way, to get them better. And it's, it's starting to kind of like pull me. And, and obviously we know like, you know, we're, we're doing this, we're learning about it and we're exploring it, but it's, it's important to, to also mention that this obviously doesn't take the place of medical practice. Um, but it's something that I think does connect people spiritually and it really provides them with another outlet as opposed to just, um, looking at things from a conventional, uh, medical standpoint. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I agree. It doesn't take place of any kind of medical diagnosis. Um, it can help with, you know, side effects of chemo. Um, I know it's helped cancer patients. There's plenty of research done on that. And, um, you know, it can help with any kind of symptoms, illness, when you're off balance, let's say, or something's blocked, you have seven chakras. Let's talk about the chakras. Sure. Because Reiki is connected to the chakras. You have seven chakras in your body. And when one of them is blocked, it will throw off a certain area of your body. And you might feel sick. You might feel like you might have a stomach ache. Okay. And your solar plexus chakra, let's say, might be blocked. Some Reiki can help unblock it and can help get rid of the stomach issues. So it's it's amazing how each chakra connects because it's all energy. So when that energy is blocked, the Reiki itself will help unblock and help get you back balanced and more grounded and get rid of simple illnesses like that. Like we'll probably have to do a whole show on the chakras because it's very complex. Shock, yeah, chakras are very, very, it's a, a whole, it's a whole episode onto itself. Yes. You know, it is. it's hard to describe briefly to people, but it is our energy vortex in our body. And most people's are pretty blocked. They have a lot of blockages mm -hmm. in them. And if they have a block in their will, it might show in their throat. They might grow, might grow nodes on their vocal cords. Um, if it's blocked in our, by our a certain air and our crown chakra, we might get migraines. So it's, it's interesting how she brought up chakras because it's so complex and people don't always understand about it, but it is our energy body that we possess. And, you know, it's, I guess, generally speaking, if, if somebody was to come to you, you know, if, if you could walk us through, and, and obviously that's much more detailed than what we're about to talk about, but if you could walk us through. So if somebody comes to you and says, you know, listen, Jenny, I've, I've been having, you know, some issues in, you know, I'm maybe acid reflux or I'm having like a shoulder issue, you know, how would you go about like step one with using your Reiki knowledge to help heal that individual? Um, well, first I would talk to them about how Reiki works how it's universal energy. Basically, everything's made up of energy. We all have energy in our bodies. And the energy, universal energy comes from my hands and my hands placed either on you or above you. They don't have to be on you. will transport the energy from my hands into the person's body where it will kind of just push and make the flow of energy, you know, be current and not be blocked. 
basically they would talk to me about it and I would discuss the option of, you know, doing it and how it would help them basically by telling them it will help them like a shoulder. Let's say shoulder. That's perfect example. So shoulder injury, you have pain. Maybe you can't move it. It's really stiff and sore. Doing some Reiki on that would release and relieve the pain. It would, um, you know, release the muscles, the tension. And usually a Reiki treatment is done like once a month. So I would suggest, you know, let's try it one time, see what, how, you know, see if it helps, if it works, and then we can talk past that. But basically what they would do is they can sit in a chair, they can lay on a massage table. Um, I ground myself. There's like a little Reiki prayer, I would say to myself in my head. And while they were sitting or laying there, I would have, they would have their eyes closed. And I would just say, I just need you to repeat in your head that you're open to receive exactly what you need at this moment because you have to be open for it to work. Sure. Then they, you know, be thinking that I do my little prayer and I begin work. So I usually, if I'm working in one area, I would just go to that area. Now being intuitive, one of the things I learned with Reiki too, is if I'm being guided, being pulled to go somewhere else, I have to go there because obviously there's an issue there that needs some work too. I see. But universal energy, Reiki also travels to where it needs to be. So if I'm touching your shoulder and it does need to go to the stomach, it will travel there. It knows where to go. I see. And at this point, are are you using any type of crystals during this particular session? Do you hold on to them? Do you ask your client to hold them? Are they in the room? Uh, or is it something completely separate from what you're describing? Um, you can use crystals with Reiki. Um, I have them in the room whenever I do it, always. And um, you know, I don't actually place them on them. I haven't done that yet. But um, I know that you can. And so basically, I have it in the room. And when I do it, it's just my hands and just the pure energy that's working on them. But you can, like I said, you use Reiki, uh, use crystals for Reiki. They're actually, I, there's something called a crystal grid, which yeah. I don't know if you've, you came across. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, a crystal grid is sending out energy 24-7 to those who you feel need it. So it's just a grid, and it's set up um, on, I have mine set up on a piece of wood because it's good to be some kind of like earth material that you have it on. Then you have your your main crystal in the middle, which is what gives off the energy. You have a crystal that activates it. And then you have some smaller crystals around the outside. It's like the shape of a pentagram. And every night I um, I stand over it and I say like a little um, activation prayer. And I activate it to get it working. And I have pictures or names, just names even, of those who I want to send Reiki energy to 24-7 on there. And so every night I say it, it activates it and it sends it out to those who I feel needed. So that's another way you can use crystals with Reiki so, besides actually placing it on. So fantastic. So the, the, the universal energy that comes from the hands is coupled with, or can be coupled with using crystals in an effort to kind of almost, uh, if I'm for lack of better words, uh, to almost amplify the, the energy or at least to, to transfer more energy to help this person, uh, get through whatever there is it is that they are looking to get through if it's whether it's pain whether it's anxiety whether it's uh some type of you know other symptom that they're trying to work through uh so i i could see how how that can work um hand in hand so that that's pretty amazing absolutely jenny can you tell me uh, is there uh, you know 
in any like line of work, there's always like that, you know, especially in teaching, like there's always stories and there's always like this, uh, you know, this one student that, that stands out or there, you know, whether it's good, bad or indifferent in your line of work and what you've seen uh, going on, uh, you know, in your practice, what was the most significant event during a session when you were practicing where you almost shocked yourself? Like you were like, wow, like, holy cow. Wow. Um, that would actually probably be when I did it on my aunt and it was her shoulder. She couldn't lift her arm. And I sat there for 20 minutes, about 20 minutes, half an hour doing Reiki on it and working on it. I did. I went down her whole, whole arm and up her whole shoulder and in her neck. And when I was done, she couldn't even get her jacket on. When I was done, she was <laughs> able to get her arms in the sleeve and lift her arm above her head and, sh- and it never hurt again. It went away. So that was the moment for me where I was totally shocked. And like, it was that aha moment, like this really works. You know, this is pretty amazing. It kind of brings me back to some of those aha moments that, you know, even, you know, and I'm sure Cindy has, you know, had, had many of these, you know, but we all, you know, we're, we're typically where we're even skeptical about our own abilities because we're, you know, we're, we want to be the best that we possibly can be, but there are some moments where things happen and we get the goosebumps and we're like, whoa, like that was so clear. That was so accurate or, you know, it just kind of blows our minds, you know, let alone our clients, but it blows our minds. So it's a really, uh, it's a really cool thing to happen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm glad that you had that experience uh, so early on in this, in this journey. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to add with this whole, um, you know, Reiki practicing? Is there anything that we left out that you would want to tell our audience that would help them maybe understand or um, maybe want to explore this type of, of practice? Just pretty much that, um, you know, it's using energy and that it can help you reduce stress, pain, anxiety, fatigue, depression. Um, It promotes relaxation and it does promote healing. So anyone who's having any kind of mental or emotional issues, it can help with that too. Like I said, cancer side, um, chemo side effects from cancer treatment can help with that also. Um, You know, it's, it's worth giving a try. Reiki cannot hurt you. It's, it's all positive. There's nothing negative about it. You can't put anything negative into anybody's body. So it's all positive. So there's nothing to be afraid of. And it really is just about relaxing and letting the energy do the work. That's fantastic. And I, and I know some people are even like, they, they, they find crystals to be a little taboo. Like they're not really sure like what exactly they do. Like, is it, you know, do they provide negative aura? Does it fr- freaks people out? So, and you're kind of here saying like, you know, I, I've been doing this for a while. Like I'm, stu- I've studied this, like there's nothing negative that could actually come about holding a crystal or using crystals or performing Reiki. It's really, it's, you have to be open to it. And if you're open to it, you're generally going to receive the benefits of it. Yes, absolutely. And as far as the crystals go, each crystal has their different healing property. So I always suggest um, that when you, if you want to get crystals to go to whatever one you're pulled towards, because it's almost like the crystals know you need them and they reach out to you and they really can't hurt you. I wear them all day, every day. And I find that when I don't wear them, I'm off balance. I'm a little off and I have to put them on just to kind of calm myself and keep myself grounded. And it's really a, it's a great thing to use that they can't hurt you negativity negativity oh my goodness negativity that's a big word let me go get them negatively they can't hurt you negatively either that's a great, my that's term, great. 
just to give you an example, my three-year-old niece, she wants to be like me with her, her crystals. She calls them stones and she has them. She even has an amethyst that she wears on her neck so that she can be like me. And she's very pulled towards them at the age of three. And they haven't hurt her. <laughs> they haven't hurt her. They won't. Well, supposedly Jesus was a Reiki master, by the way. When really? he put his hands on healing, it was Reiki. So interesting wow. enough, we've come all the way back from, you know, what he would do to heal the leprosy or whatever he would do. So uh, you really end up channeling you know, higher beings, ascended masters who anyone who needs, who needs will come through your hands and help you. So it goes from, from spirit to you. So when you said it's universal energy, uh, sometimes when you're healing, it may not actually be you. It could be a spirit guide coming through to kind of guide you to do whatever you're supposed to do. So all of a sudden when you're saying, well, I'm going over here, or I'm touching over there, you are being guided from the other side. Just the same way when you're doing tarot or anything else, you know, you're being channeled from the other side. It's not any different. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most compelling things that you had mentioned was that, you know, you have to look to see what what, what stone maybe draw you're drawn to or what draws you in. And it, I actually have recently just ordered actually a um, a crystal set, and I I was doing a little research, a little reading, and the one that really was jumping out off the page to me, even just just the crystal itself, was the third eye. I want to see how how it works with me because it does, it, you know, there will be a bracelet that's attached to it, and and I kind of want to uh, to start exploring that. So this cam kind of came at a perfect time because I, I really do want to uh, to explore that more. So that's that's really fantastic. So as we move on, Jenny, the the Jill of all trades, we have uh, we talked a little bit about. Reiki. We talked a little bit about uh, the crystal work. Uh, I'm going to leave meditation for last because I want to. I want to spend a little bit more time on that. Uh, but I, I do know in, in our prior conversations, you've also always been very uh, interested and I would say maybe fascinated with astrology. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those topics that uh, it, it's very. I don't want to say it's niche, but a lot of people don't know about it. You know, they, they look at the, maybe the, the back of the newspaper that has their, you know, their, their Zodiac signs and they have their, their, their readings for the day or, or however it's, it's placed in there. They kind of like, that's really what they, what they go by, but they don't really know the, the depth and the breadth of astrology. So can you talk a little bit about uh, your interest in astrology and, and how that helps guide other things that, that you may be doing right at the moment? Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, so yes, I have been interested in astrology since I was younger, always reading my horoscope, um, seeing what signs are most compatible. And then once I started this spiritual journey about two years ago, I got really into it and just listening to tarot, I would listen to tarot on YouTube. I still do. And they would always mention sun, moon, rising Venus sign. Check your, you know, if the sun sign doesn't resonate with you, check your moon. I was like, what are they talking about? So I researched into that and it's amazing that we all do have a sun sign and that's your zodiac sign. That's the sun, like I'm a cancer and that's the sign that you always go by. But you also have um, a lot of other signs that make up who you are, especially your moon sign, your rising sign and your Venus sign. So your sun sign will tell about yourself and your personality. Your moon sign is more about your heart and your emotions and your inner mood. Then you have your rising sign, which is how others perceive you and look at you. 
And you also have your Venus, which is how you love kinds of relationships um, and how you thrive in them, what makes you happy. So putting all them together is pretty much what makes you up. It's what makes you. So it's not just the sun sign. It's very interesting to see how all those other signs come into effect. So this is, I mean, it's, it's very in depth. Like I, you know, I think, very. you know, yeah. I, I mean, people like they, they think that, you know, their astrological sign, they look and, you know, Oh, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio. And you know, what's my, what's my fortune today? You know, I'm, you know, you're going to have good luck or, you know, your, your days of 10 today, you know, like, I think that that's like literally the, all they know about it. Um, and, and in, in my limited research that I've done uh, for this particular session of, of soul matters podcast, I was overwhelmed because it, it, there's just so much to know about astrology. And again, that may even be another topic where we have you back because it's, it, there's just so much in here. I've always been told like, Oh, you know, you're on the cusp. And I was like, well, what, what does that mean? Well, you're the date falls right in between, you know, being a Libra and a Scorpio. And they're like, well, you know, what do you think you are? And I'm like, uh, I don't freaking know. Like <laughs> you tell me, I don't know. Uh, so it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, I, I don't really know how I, you know, I guess for lack of better words, identify with which sign, because I, I haven't really looked that deep uh, into mm. it. So, um, but that's interesting. So what does this particular topic of astrology, does it, does it intertwine with anything that you do with, with Reiki or meditation? Do you speak about these things when you are uh, practicing Reiki with your clients or if you are meditating, or even if you're doing uh, tarot, is any of that uh, intertwined? Are you bringing any of that into this? The tarot. I, it, it definitely intertwines with the tarot. Um, you know, especially when I'm reading, I will pull out, you know, like different signs I see in the card. And a lot of times it's, let's say the Scorpio card comes out, which is the death card. And I say, Sweet, okay, we have that's me. Yeah. The death <laughs> card, <laughs> you know, which is not what you <laughs> People always say I'm going to be the death of them. So is that what that means? <laughs> that makes sense. See, you you resonate more with the Scorpio then. <laughs> no, there you go. Just kidding. <laughs> Case solved. <laughs> but um, yeah, if the score, like say the Scorpio card is on the board here, and I'll point that out. A lot of times I'll say there's, you know, you might be dealing with a Scorpio or somebody who has Scorpio in their chart. Now, when I say that, it's because we all have. Um, a natal chart or birth chart. So, you know, someone's moon sign can be Scorpio and that just comes out strongly in the reading. So it does connect a lot to that. Um, and also I find myself when I'm comparing signs, like I used to be like, oh, you know, cancer is one of cancer's best matches actually is a Scorpio. Now that I'm, I know more about the natal chart and how the planets all come into, you know, action and make, make up who you are, I see that it's really not just that sun sign. Like you can get along with somebody who's, you know, someone that you're not supposed to get along with. Like maybe me, for me, a Sagittarius is one of the ones that I wouldn't be good in a relationship with. But you know what? Their moon sign might be a Scorpio. And that's what's drawing us together. So it's just, there's a lot that comes into play. Like you're saying, astrology is a huge thing. And there's a lot that comes into play. So when I'm dealing with a client for tarot and they're asking me things like that, that's when I'll pull it in. But it's good to look up your birth chart. You can look it up online. And, you know, that is something that I've done for a couple of people where I've um, figured out their birth chart and discussed each of these signs with them and some traits they have. Because then you'll be like, oh, that's why I'm that way. Because that's the Leo in me or, you know, things like that. 
That's 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 incredible. It almost it almost seems as though, like if I'm picturing this in my head, if if I had to write this down on a chalkboard and write down the, you know, the sun sign, moon sign, rising sign, Venus, and then the fire, water, earth, air, and then all of the the astrological signs, Aries. Tar- if I wrote everything down, it almost is like I would have to draw lines, and it would be like this huge flowchart where almost everything is somewhat related. So it's not just isolated to a sign. There's so many different things that are playing into that. Is that, am I, am, that's accurate? Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's incredible. I, I, I definitely, you know, I'm hoping that this provides our listeners too with, with some more information because again, you, some of these topics are just, they're so in depth and, you know, we're, we're just scratching the surface clearly here uh, because it's just, there's just so much information. You, you, we would be here for, for hours. Although, considering you're a cancer and I'm a Scorpio, we would get along fabulously if we were on here for hours. Uh, so that would be, that would be great. Um, so, and the last thing I want to talk about is, is I want to talk about um, meditation. I kind of changed the way that I'm doing things uh, in my classroom this year, just because, you know, the past six months have, have been, you know, an absolute disaster for people uh, socially, emotionally, just their overall health and wellness. We had mentioned in the last, the last session of the podcast, you know, they, they're calling it COVID-19, but many people are calling it the COVID-30 because they've put on so much weight uh, and they just don't feel great. And a lot of that has to co- it comes with situational depression and mood and obviously being isolated, you know, not having that human contact. I mean, it's, it's, we need that. It's important. So mm-hmm. it's, it's something that I've actually shifted my entire um, style of teaching where I'm focusing on like, like giving my students like a free your mind Friday where we have a short activity that we do and then we engage in some guided meditation, some guided mindfulness. Cause I know sometimes when you, when you say meditation, it, it is, it, it can affect cultures differently. Some people mm-hmm. feel that if you, if you are meditating and you're opening up your mind, that you you can let the devil in. Some people, <laughs> some people believe, you know, in that in that philosophy, which it's, it's their belief. But so we have to we frame it, you know, a certain way. You know, you being a teacher, you know that you have to frame things in the in the proper proper way. So I I've started this, and you know, as we always do, we we provide an assessment. I, I want to know, like. What did you think? Was it easy to do? Did you find value in it? And most of my students seem to be benefiting from it. And for this reason, I, I'm going to continue it. Over these past six months, I have really put it to great use. And I find that you had mentioned earlier, like it, it sharpens your intuition. You know, I had, I had asked you about the astrology, the Reiki and, and the tarot intertwining. I find that the meditation for sure will intertwine with with the reiki and especially with using those crystals and then being able to 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 get yourself grounded to stay grounded but yet to be more open i think that this is just all really comes in you know and and spins in together nicely jenny if i could ask you what's your experience with meditation was this something that came along with your reiki practicing or was it something that uh, I know you had mentioned earlier that you've done for a while. So is it something that you've continued to do or is it something that you just kind of are picking up now? Uh, Tell us about what you're doing with meditation. Uh, Meditation has been a part of my life for a long time. Um, Even if I can take 10 minutes out of the day to meditate, I find that it's helpful. It helps me a lot, helps just clear my mind, relax me, it helps me sleep better. 
And I also find that if I skip more than a day of not doing it, I'm totally off. I'm thrown off. And I know I need to just sit down and have that meditation. Um, it definitely goes hand in hand with the Reiki because when I'm performing Reiki, I'm pretty much in a deep meditation as I'm doing it. So it, it, when, you, when you perform Reiki, you get a really good meditation session in. Essentially, the way that you start your session with Reiki is you have to first get yourself, you had mentioned, get yourself grounded, but then you have to yourself be in such a deep meditation in order to transfer that, that universal energy into your clients. Yes. Yes. That helps. Yep. It definitely, they definitely go hand in hand. Um, but yeah, as far as, like I said, the meditation, I try to do it myself. Uh, well, I do do it myself every night. And I do also sometimes hold my crystals when I do it. You can, you know, set an intention with your crystal, which means you're using it for a reason. So whether it's to help maybe help you with anxiety or help just get rid of some depression, you know, you put that intention into the crystal. So I will hold them while I'm meditating to help me work on whatever it is that I want to work on during that meditation. Um, you know, I'm very drawn and have been since I've been on this journey to amethyst. So I will hold my amethyst a lot, which is good for anxiety and also connecting um, to the, the um, your spirit guides. And, um, you know, with meditation, I actually that you're talking about with your students. Before we went back to school, I came up with like 20 different activities. I researched, came up with some of my own, tweaked some of them of mindfulness meditation that we could do with our, our littles, with our four-year-olds. And um, my boss loved it. She shared it with everybody. So everybody plans on using it. I know a couple of them have so far. And they're simple, just simple as taking them outside and sitting on the grass and having them look up at the clouds and just telling you what they see and how they feel. And the thing with meditation is the most important thing to always remember is what's calming you the most is your breathing. So your breathing needs to be slow and steady. Like you shouldn't be breathing heavily. You shouldn't be like gasping in. Just, just a slow breath in, slow breath out. And when your mind starts to wander, just go back to it. See, go back to that breathing. Fantastic. And these are the things, you know, these are the important parts that we talked about in our last session with the, the karmic lessons of, of COVID-19 in session five. You know, and I, we mentioned it in the beginning of this episode, and, and we talked about time and how we spend our time and, and how we value our time. And I think that taking the time to just spend, even if it's a few minutes, to clear your mind, to focus on an image in your mind's eye that is idyllic, something that calms you. You know, and I, I was doing it today, and you know, the image that I had in my mind was I was sitting on a beach. In, two lounge, in a lounge chair with my wife next to me, watching my daughter play in the water. And that's that was the image that just, it was on like repeat. And I just concentrated, like you said, on my breath. And I st I'm starting to now push it a little harder. And I'm, I'm noticing that, I mean, it it's huge. You know, some people may think it's quirky or, or weird. Uh, you know, they, they can't really buy into it or they, they just don't have the time. I really do encourage people and I'm sure you do and, and Cindy as well to take those, even if it's like a two minute breathing session or a two minute mindfulness session where you are just focused feet on the ground or laying down and just taking that two minutes for you and to picture that idyllic setting and just really grounding yourself. I think that is just, it's, it's probably one of the most important things that we could do 
uh, during, especially, I mean, any time, but during this particular time period, I mean, I, I don't really know what else could possibly uh, be more important at this point than to be socially, emotionally uh, well. And I, and I think that that's, that's definitely a lesson that I would want to, to push out for, for this particular episode. You have clients, you work through Zoom on Monday nights, you are performing guided meditation for people basically live on camera, which is fantastic. And your YouTube channel, Divinely Guided Meditation, is just that. You can you can Google it. You can, go, you can search it on YouTube. We're going to put it on our website. Um, I'm sorry, our Facebook page as well. And you can subscribe to that channel. And I've listened to it. Uh, I've used it. And it's it's fantastic. It's very relaxing. I'm sure people that are listening to this uh, podcast will, will hear your voice and they'll know that your voice is very relaxing and hope they find uh, some value in, in what you're doing. And, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I, Cindy, I'm sure you, you, you've seen thousands and thousands of clients that come for readings and like are looking to maybe, uh, you know, just get guidance. Do you find that people that are a little bit more, you know, enlightened or intuitive, do you find them to be like service workers? Like, like I said, like teachers and maybe psychologists or even... Um... I, I just think they're all come from all kinds. I mean, sometimes they're just hairdressers, you know, they're just I see. these incredible people that work with people and they just become very intuitive. But the meditation is something that um, I always encourage my clients to do, particularly the guided meditations, because I know for myself, just to meditate, like just to lie there or sit there and meditate, my mind will just, my monkey mind will just go. We have, so that's we not going to just, help We me. have to stop for a second. Do you know what that beeping is? No, it sounds like it's coming from somebody's. I don't know. Um, let me see. You know what? It's, you know, it's coming over here from. There, there are, we. This, you must be bringing some weird energies because there's, <laughs> I have a. A, a clock hang. Let me tell you what I have. I have a. There are some weird energies we brought in because um, you, the phone never rings. Okay, but that there's a clock that I have hanging up here that I didn't even know has an alarm in because it's never alarmed ever in uh, ten years of hanging on the wall. So don't. That's why I had no idea where it was coming from. That's incredible. Go, that is the freaky. I mean, that's why when you guys where it's coming from, like I don't know, I don't have any alarm going anywhere, and then all of a sudden because I couldn't hear it through, like <laughs> it was, and then all of a sudden I go and I'm like looking around, and it's right there, and but I didn't know it had an alarm in it. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> that it's never in ten years gone off with an alarm that we have and i'm in this room all the time like i do my phone readings i do like it's not like i'm not in this room all the time so that was totally um freaky 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 like just that spirit has heard everything we said i'm sure it's probably gary's dad just kind of um thinking he should have meditated <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's the, i mean listen there's a lot of energy on this on this uh this podcast right now and i'm sure that um you know for anybody that knew my dad who was listening to this podcast you know that he he was a very strong personality so if if that's the way he's you know maybe he's saying it's time to get i don't know maybe he's saying it's let's wrap it up guys let's wrap it up no, but also no but what i was saying was that um 
I can't just meditate, like just lie there because my monkey mind will go crazy. Right. So I have to do a guided meditation. So a lot of my clients, when they said they can't meditate, I go, well, don't just do that kind of a meditation, do a guided meditation if you, to make you feel calmer, one for, one for positivity, you know, one for strength, whatever you need, do the guided meditation for that moment because very few people can really just meditate. It's very hard for them. I think after you do the guided meditations, you get better at it. Um, you know, and when you were describing before how you uh, are in a channeling deep meditation state when you do your Reiki, that's what I am when I'm doing my tarot readings, but I'm able to get my brain chemistry down very quickly, probably in a matter of five or 10 seconds now from having done it for so many years. And I am in a state of meditation when I'm doing it all day long. And that's why my job can be very peaceful. It's not peaceful when I have clients that don't allow me to go into meditation because they, they won't allow me to put them in a low trance. Like People don't realize when they're getting a reading, I'm putting you hypnotically in a very low, um, wonderful, deep zone. And if they don't allow that because their ego's in the way, then I can't get in mine. And all of a sudden, it's not relaxing to me. So I don't know if energetically you've ever had the experience where someone won't relax and it's hard for you uh, because it makes it more difficult if the person won't get in a deeper state of relaxation with you. Have you found that happen ever to you? Yes, I actually have. I have. I've, I've had people who you know, might be skeptic or they just don't open and they're like, all right, what number am I thinking of? I'm like, I can't even go near your head. Like you, you need to relax. Otherwise I'm not going to get in there, you know? And, and I, I've had that happen. Definitely. Right. So that's why, you know, our listeners, if you're going to get a Reiki treatment or a reading, try to realize you have to do some deep breathing and get yourself in a, in a zone as well. One time what happened to me was I was doing um, readings in a spa and they had that spa music that's very meditative. And it, I didn't realize that it got me in too deep a state. And I actually started to get extremely dizzy. And when I went to stand up, I couldn't walk. It looked like I was drunk. I couldn't walk a straight line. It took me like 20 minutes. I realized, no, no, no spa music when I'm doing this. I'm already low enough. Don't don't put me even in a lower energy level. So if anyone has trouble meditating, spa music will probably get you to go into a level, you know, do different things to find what makes you relax. Mm -hmm. And especially for children, if you're starting with preschool now, they'll always do it. It's something that, you know, in some schools, instead of timeouts, they're doing meditations. They make a child take a meditation, like, so that they can relax. So what you're doing is wonderful to reach the children at the youngest level you can possibly do and have parents on board with it. I don't think you could have done that 20 years ago. Parents might not have been on board with it. No, probably not. No, <laughs> no I think parents right now are just happy their kids aren't home. Yes, <laughs> they're just like, oh, yeah. keep them, do whatever, oh, yeah. have fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But that's fascinating. And do you, and I wanted to ask you know, before we close up the show, do the children find it interesting? Are they receptive? Uh, yes, they do. I actually have another teacher friend of mine who put actually put on one of my guided meditations in her classroom yesterday. And I said to her, well, how did they act? You know, like, did they listen to it? And she said they did. They all sat there quietly with their heads down. And they listened. So it was, 
I, I find like, obviously with children, it can't last that long. So I wouldn't do more than a 10 minute activity with them. Um, but I definitely find that it kind of calms them down and gets their minds a little more open and really concentrating and more mindful, like paying attention to what, what's going on in the here and now. Excellent. And it's just one of those things. I hope we see it more in schools and more in the mainstream for people, that it really is something that's not woo out there. Agreed. And very scientifically proven to work and to be effective and to lower blood pressure, to, you know, to get certain people whose blood pressure is astronomical, just doing some guiding meditations really brings it right down. So I think health-wise to meditate is very, very important. Absolutely. I agree. I have to say, this has probably been one of the most interesting and fascinating episodes or sessions that we've had on Soul Matters Podcast. I, I mean, Jenny, I want to thank you so much for bringing all of your knowledge and adding value to our listeners. Jenny Roseanne, again, Divinely Guided Meditation, Riki and Tarot. And I think that if people were listening to this maybe for entertainment purposes, I think they could probably wrap their heads around the fact that there is a such thing as universal energy, considering phone calls and alarms and things that are going off and happening. I mean, this is this is incredible. I mean, I, you know, yes, we're we're doing a podcast and you can't see us and you can't actually um, know what actually what has happened, but this actually did happen, folks. Uh, this is not something that I did that I did in post production. Um, you know, there's there's nobody behind the curtain. It's and remember, they find alarms that we don't know we have. Okay. Like, you know, I'm just stunned and shocked because, you know, I have never heard that go off. So it's just something that I shouldn't be, you know, stunned and shocked, but obviously because, you know, you, you two are here and I think Gary's dad just was so excited with this whole concept. Um, I, I think he did the alarm a little premature. I think he thought our show was going to be just about over. So. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. I mean, and again, this this really has been fascinating, and I, and I hope that um, once this episode is on iTunes and on uh, Apple Podcast, and it's on our our Facebook page, I'm hoping that more people are encouraged to to call in, more people are encouraged to email, and you know, more people out there that have specialties like like Jenny who come to, to be guests. I think that this is, again, this adds value to our podcast. It adds value to people that are listening. It's so important nowadays. Uh, we, we need to, we need to stay grounded. We need to stay positive for sure. And we need to find those things and reach out to those sources that give us that, that calmness, that, that serenity. And I think that, you know, one of the places you could definitely go is, is to see Jenny. Uh, through Divinely Guided Meditation, Reiki and Tarot. So uh, again, thank you so much to our guest, Jenny Rosand. Uh, always, uh, Cindy Sanson Braff, thank you so much for your input and your, your wisdom and your knowledge. And I want to thank all of our Soul Matters podcast listeners. I look forward to hearing your feedback and I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. Bye for now. And remember, Soul Matters. It's amazing. now
We want to hear from you, our listeners. If you have a topic or a question or would like to be a guest on Soul Matters Podcast with Cindy and Dr. Gary, please email us at soulmatterspodcast at gmail.com.